talk budgets. Let's talk figuring out where the crap all your money goes every month. So today we're going to talk about um, how to properly plan for the month so that you have more money at the end of the month than you have month. So we want to make sure that you've got things lined up. Now that we have a credit card in front of us, we have a car payment potentially in front of us. We're paying rent, hopefully in front of us. So let's talk budgets. I calculated in my mind what income could potentially be kind of a safe income to base this off of. So it's not a scenario of this isn't even reality, Deborah. I have no idea what you're talking about. We don't make this kind of money. So I kind of felt like, okay, if I worked at McDonald's, if I worked at the Buckle, if I worked at a grocery store or a gas station, then I'm probably in a pretty safe number with how much money you have coming in, I would hope. Now, if you're doing just a part-time job and going to school and things like that, obviously that's going to look just a little bit differently. But for this purpose of understanding what a budget is and how it works, I'm just going to use the number of $2,000 a month. Now, we know that there is an income that you make and then it's taxed and then you have money that comes home. It's the gross and net income. We're going to go off of a hypothetical net income. That's after the taxes and deductions have come out. And with that, you're going to have things that come out of that money. So on your paper, because you have this notebook that you've set aside, on your paper, I want to I want you to write down what you bring home every month. My calculation is going to be $2,000. If yours is a little bit less or a little bit more, that's okay. Make yourself a note that I need to write down what I make per month after my income taxes and my federal and state and all of the garbage that comes out of our paychecks. Um, what what do I actually get every single month? And we're going to put this one in a monthly scenario rather than a weekly or a biweekly scenario just for the sake of making it just a little bit easier. So my $2,000 a month I make. And with that, we've got to take out a few things that go on. So we're just going to not necessarily put a calendar event here in place quite yet. We're just going to use the basic math calculations. So $2,000 a month is at the very top of my paper. Now, our first thing we set up was our credit card, and we're trying to establish good credit. So we have about $50 a month on that that we charge on, and then we pay it off. So we have about $50 a month that we need to allocate to that credit card so that we can keep that credit card movement going in the right direction. So we have um, $2,000 at the top of our paper. To the side of it, I want you to write down these numbers. Okay, We have our $50 for our credit card. And I would label above your $2,000, label income, money I receive, money that's mine, whatever you want to calculate there. And then over to the right of that on your list of the debts you're going to be paying, I want you to write obligations, debts owed, money that's not mine, whatever you want to write that just screams at you. So we have money coming in, money going out, and we've got two different columns. All right. So we have our $2,000 that we have as our income that we have received by the end of the month. Like if we didn't spend any dollars at all, we would have $2,000 a month to live on. And all right, in our column, we're writing down, we have a $50 credit card, not a payment. It's a payoff because we're not going to keep a a balance on that credit card. Okay. And we're going to use a $300 car payment because we have a decent car that's going to get us around, but we don't have a brand new 
F-350 that's in $90,000 truck payment. That's that's not quite where we're at right now. So we're going to just going to use the $300 car payment. And then that's kind of the two things that I we've talked about on setting up actual debt. Now we also have housing. No matter where you're living, you have a housing payment. So I'm just going to put that you are renting a room, whether it's renting a room with your friends, whether it's renting a room in mom's basement. I'm just going to say that you're renting a room and you have rent payment of $250. Okay. So we've got three debts right now. We've got 250 in rent. We've got our $300 in our car and we have $50 in our credit cards. Okay. Those payments are got to go. They've got to come out. All right. Now, the other things that we have to write down is what is our car insurance? What is our cell phone bill? Okay, so for the sake of calculating here, I'm going to actually put that our car insurance is $100 a month. I oh, That might be just a little bit high, but man, it's just kind of interesting how high car insurance is getting. So we're going to put $100 for our car insurance. And I'm going to go ahead and put $75 for our cell phone. I feel like that's pretty comfortable because every two years, you're kind of required to get a new phone. These cell phone companies have got us in a position that we have no choice but to get a new phone. So on that, now we have on our list of debts, we have our $50 credit card. We have our $300 car payment. We have our $250 rent payment. We have our $100 insurance payment, and we have our $75 cell phone bill. I feel like that's probably the majority of our absolutely required payments have to do this. Now, now I want you to make a third column, okay? I want you to put 10% right off the top. 10% goes into savings and 10% goes to a charitable contribution. Now, I don't care what that charitable contribution is. I'm going to talk about that in just a second, but I just want you to write it down. 10% 10% goes to savings, 10, 10% goes to a charitable donation. All right. So at this point, I'm hoping that you have a little bit of an idea on what we're doing and, and how we're calculating this. So let's just kind of do a quick math here. We have $2,000 a month in our income. In our scenario, 10% of that is $200. So 10% of our $2,000 is going to go to a charitable donation. $2,000, again, calculate. 10% of that is $200. That's going to go to a charitable donation. All right, so let's do the math on that. $2,000 is where we start. $50 on our car payment, or excuse me, credit card payment. $300 on our car payment. $250 on our rent payment. $200 on our charity. $200 on our savings, $100 on our insurance, and $75 on our cell phone bill. That leaves us some money behind. That leaves us a positive number. I hope that that makes sense to you. So 2,000 minus 50 minus 300 minus 200 minus 200 minus 250 minus 100 minus 75 on our cell phone. You should, if my math calculated correctly, you should have actually about, say, $800 $800 or so left over. And um, maybe just a little bit more than $800, but we're going to use $800 in our calculation. Okay, let's talk about savings. We have to have rainy day money. We have to. There, There's always going to be something that goes on. Uh, if you have 
new tires that you need on your car, you're a thousand bucks, just like that, a thousand bucks. You go to Les Schwab, they're going to offer you a credit card and you're going to say no because you've already learned that you don't do those store cards, but you just, you just need a thousand dollars sitting in your bank account. That's just there just in case you got to put tires in your car. What if you got to go to a doctor appointment and you got to spend 50 bucks to go see a doctor? You, you have to have money sitting in savings and it has to be two separate accounts and it's kind of like forbidden money. You don't touch it unless you absolutely have an emergency. It is your emergency fund. Now let's talk just a little bit about a charitable donation. I don't care what religion you are. I don't care at all. I don't care if you donate to a charitable donation or your charitable donation goes to a religion. I don't care if it goes to the animal shelter or to veterans of America. I don't care. But 10% of your money needs to go to a charitable donation because I can tell you karma is real. And karma, you can insert your own little five-letter word here, but karma is real. And if you do good things with your money, good things will happen to you. Not always. You know, bad things do happen to good people. But if you will set yourself up to do something good for somewhere else in a charitable donation, it will come back to help you. And I, I promise you that. I personally would hope that you'd put it into some sort of a religious sector just because that's how I feel. But in this situation, just make sure you've set $200 aside to go to a charitable donation of some sort. All right. So now we have all of our bills paid for the month when we've put our budget together. Now, what do we do with this extra $800? Do we just blow it? Sure. Blow it. Sure. That's what you want to do. Go blow it. I'm not saying that's a good idea, but I'm answering your question. You could if you wanted to, but what would be crazy is what if you increased how much money's going into savings? What if you put yourself on such a tight budget? You're thinking, you know what? I can get $50 a week in groceries and I can get $50 um, a week in spending money going out to dinner and things like that. Great. $800 left over. Figure out what your grocery budget is tighten it up as best you can. Go to the grocery store with a list. Make sure you have, you know what? I only need milk and cereal and some ramen noodles and some macaroni and cheese. And you know what? I'm going to splurge this week and I'm going to get myself one steak and I'm going to, I'm going to spend 20 bucks on a, a ribeye steak. That's okay to do. That's all right to do, but be smart. Go to the grocery store with a list. Don't just walk around the store, putting a whole bunch of stuff in your cart because you have $800. Don't go to the gas station every single morning to be able to fill up your pop and get yourself a, a burrito and get all the treats. And, and now you're 15, $20 and just snacks every morning. That $800 is what you have to spend on your gas, your, your food, your groceries, any medical bills that you've got going to get your teeth cleaned, all of those things. We've got to stash that extra 800 just a little bit differently. So we, have our main budget every month we have to have this. Now we've established that we have $800 left over. What if we were to take that $800 and cut it in half and put that other $400 into your savings account? So now you have $600 going into your savings account every month. It's a fantastic idea. Fantastic idea. Budget, basic budget. I have my $2,000 a month my car payment, my credit card, my charitable donation, my savings account, my rent payment, my, my car insurance, and my cell phone bill. I have to get those things paid, guaranteed those have to be paid. And then I have my miscellaneous things, my grocery bill, my, my fuel for my car, my 
stopping at the gas station and picking things up. Give yourself a really good budget. Think, wow, I could blow $800. Yeah, you could. You absolutely could. Or you can cut that in half, put $400 more in savings, and use that $400 to get your groceries and your fuel. Budgets are super important. If you know where you're putting your money every single month, you will be able to look back and realize, wow, I'm kind of stupid. Why did I go to that that gas station 10 times this month? I just blew $100 I could have put somewhere else. Also, what if you had the ability to look at how much money you had left over and thought, wow, I have an extra $200. What am I going to do? You you could have an extra $200 and go take somebody out on a date or go to a movie or do something extra. You could. If you are smart with your money, you will have all of your bills paid. You will be able to have extra money at the end of the month and you'll be able to have financial freedom. I would just stress very highly, look at how much money you make per month. Make sure that you're making all of your payments and you're coming up with an amount at the end of the month that's in the positive. You want to have money left over and then decide what do you want in the future? Do you want to buy a house? Do you want to buy a nicer car? Start saving and do something extra with that money. We have our 10% going to savings. That's our emergency fund. What if you set up an extra savings account and had another 10% go to a savings account and that's your big dreams. I have 10% every month going to my savings to make sure I'm okay if I have a major emergency. And I have this other savings account over here because someday I want to buy a house. Someday I want to be able to buy a nicer car. Maybe you want to go on a vacation in a couple of years and you need to stash some money to be able to just pay cash for that vacation. There's so many things that you can do if you are smart with your money, you watch where it goes and you are actually accountable to yourself as to where that money goes. My challenge to you, write down how much you make every single month, write down how much money needs to go out every month. Give yourself some cushion to play because you cannot live in such a tight world. That's when it gets you in trouble financially is if you don't spend a little bit of money on yourself and it's okay to spend a little money. It's okay to stop and get a soda. It's okay to stop and get that, that uh, burrito from the gas station. Just limit yourself. Give yourself a budget of that every single month. Give yourself a line item. With that being said, just know if you've got any questions on budgets, I would love to help you. There's all kinds of templates that you can download. There's apps that you can put on your phone. They're just click all the information in. There's so much to help you with budget. Do not get discouraged. Shoot me an email. Let me help you. Adultingandafraid at gmail.com. Let's go out, save some money. Let's go be adults and not be afraid. 